aim low and you'll never uh I didn't bother remembering how the rest of that goes. Cause I aim low. Yeah, I don't think you need to know. Just hit below the belt and they'll go down. You. So just me and you on this? I guess. Do you want to wait a second to see if uh, Dylan's going to show up? I mean, we can, but who knows, man? Like, there's usually no communication. Yeah, I doubt he will. I'm going to get a drink of water real quick, and I'll be back. How do you do that? Get your drink of water. I will. Thanks for your blessing. You're welcome. I bless this water that you're going to drink. You stay the same while I'm away. Welcome to Hey, Let's Talk About That Movie or whatever. The only podcast on the internet where people talk about movies. Some good water. That's good. It's better than bad water. Yeah. All right. And I'm recording. So, Logan. Hey. Anything you want to talk about? Uh, not really. All right. Oh, wait. There's something I wanted to talk about. It's a What's 2016 that? independent. British comedy called Mindhorn. I mean, that's what we're going to be talking about on the podcast. Oh, okay. Let's just do that instead. All right. All right. This week's film is... There was something I want to talk to you about. Well, you're already recording. I'll talk to you about it afterward. Okay. Um, This week's movie is a 2016 independent British comedy called Mindhorn. Directed by Sean Foley, written by Julian Barrett and Simon Farnaby, starring yeah. a list of people that you can look up online. What, Logan? Uh, one of those people's like the werewolf from uh, Being Human, the British one. Ah, I've never seen that. Is it good? It's pretty good. Also, one of them is uh, the lady from the Babadook. Babadook? Yeah, the Babadook. Uh, which one is that? Essie Davis. Oh, I didn't remember at all that she was in that. Yeah, she played Patricia DeVille. Oh, really? And she was in the Babadook? Yeah, she was the main lady. Yeah, she looked really different in this. Yeah, I didn't recognize her either until I found out that was her. And then I was like, oh, yeah, now I recognize her. Does that count as recognizing? No, not really. Okay, fine. What does Sean Foley guy direct, other than Mindhorn? Has he regarded anything else? Probably. Here, I'll, I'll look it up so I can pretend like I knew it already. I'll cut this you part out. You wrong. Yes. Uh, looks like you directed like Halloween comedy shorts and Mindhorn. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so hey, let's start this movie or whatever. Oh, yeah, we forgot to say that. Or I forgot to say that. You apparently remembered. I do remember that sometimes. I know the perfect way to start talking about it. Logan, what do you think of the movie? 
What? Uh, maybe not perfect execution, but uh, let me try it again. Logan, what did you think of this movie? Oh, it was okay. It was funny at times. I mean, it's a good way to spend like an hour. The movie's two hours, so... Uh, actually, it it's be. 89 minutes. Oh, well, that feels like two hours. Close <laughs> enough. So I'm taking you wouldn't recommend it unless you just need to kill 89 minutes? Well, I mean, like, I think it's worth an hour of your time, but it's probably not worth an hour and a half of your time. So if you're like, fuck this hour, half hour, I don't really care about it that much, then yeah. 89 minutes. Yeah. Let's well, be fair. 89 minutes, that's an hour and a half. All right. I guess if you count bathroom breaks and getting snacks and then stopping to clean up all the snacks you spilled and stuff like that. Okay. Is there a specific half hour that you recommend skipping if you don't have an hour and uh, a half? Probably like the first 30 minutes. Okay. I'd say at least watch the um the opening of the Mindhorn show. Uh, okay, fine. Dylan, what did you think of this movie? Is this a movie? Is that still a thing? Classic Dylan. Always wondering if things are still things. Oh yeah, should I describe the movie slightly? I mean, okay, I mean you can or I can. Julian Barrett uh, plays... Richard Thorncroft, an actor who portrayed Bruce P. Mindhorn in, in the 80s in a TV show called Mindhorn. In 1983, right. Bruce P. Mindhorn was captured on a, during a secret operation on the Siberian border, and they, uh, they replaced his eyeball with a cybernetic eye that can see the truth. Wow, that really I'm really impressed by how they can make something that sounds so cool sound so boring. Wait, which part sounded boring? The execution of the movie or me describing it? Which one were you saying? I don't know, all of it. All right. I'll just cut all that part out and then put in uh <laughs> I'll just play the thing where they say that. <laughs> so, so Logan, what did I think of this movie? I think you really enjoyed it. Because you like it, and you like Julian Barrett, and since your love for him is blind your objectivity. I like Julian Barrett. You love him. You want to kiss him. <laughs> and I'll cut that part out and play that clip from that movie. Uh, it sounds like I liked it more than you did. Yeah, I know. I don't think it was amazing or anything, but I liked it. I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's probably worth an hour of your time. I actually watched the uh, trailer for it. And I would say that I thought the movie was better than the trailer made me think it would be. That's fair. I mean, I actually tried to watch this probably a, a week or two before you picked it, and then I got bored and stopped. What? At what point did you stop? Probably like five or ten minutes in. Do you remember right what's up to this? Do you remember what's going on at that point? I think it was right after. I think it was like after you see him washed up after the intro. Ah. So maybe you just got sad seeing him so washed up? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man, either, man. Exactly. But yeah, what this movie is about is a washed up actor. 89 minutes. What? I said 89 minutes. Go ahead. So a washed up actor who goes to help the police playing a character that he played because the person they think is a murderer has said he wants to talk to Mindhorn because he thinks Mindhorn's real. Yeah. And he has to help them catch the killer because he's Mindhorn. All right, so let's talk about the movie. 
Yeah. Uh, so that stuff that you just said happened. And, it is. Uh, like, I really like the fact, we're going to spoilers right now. I like the yeah. fact that the movie wasn't really about finding the killer because they find him almost immediately. Oh, the uh, the guy they think is the killer? Exactly. Yeah. It takes a little the, longer to find the actual killer. Not very much longer. Because it's like, oh, yeah, this is actually a video that he gave me. Yeah, that's when I said a little longer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Bruce P. Mindhorn. His initials are BPM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, oh, yeah, it starts, like you said, that they uh, catch the fake killer guy. Uh, they go into a house and nobody's there and there's, like, mind mindhorn shit all over the place. Yeah. And they the phone starts ringing and she picks it up and it's, like, molding clay. It's plasticine. Did you know what yeah. plasticine was already, Logan? I have no. I still have no idea what it is. I'm actually about to look it up. It's a uh, modeling clay, modeling clay. So he made a fake phone out of plasticine, and they had to find the real so phone. Modeling material used by, especially by children. So it's like Play-Doh. Yeah, but it's like English Play-Doh, I guess. Is plasticine like a word for that, or is that like a it's brand name? Brand of modeling clay. All it's right. a putty like modeling material made from calcium salts, petroleum jelly, aliphatic acids. So the it name is a mark for a player leisure products PLC. So it's like play doh. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, leisure product for children? Uh, flare leisure. What? Flare leisure, like the. The one makers of plasticine? Is that what you're asking about? Sure. What's your favorite makers of plasticine? Uh, Flare Leisure. Ah, that's a good one. I don't have one because I don't like uh, promoting brands. Yeah, I'm not a sellout. Why would I do that and make and enjoy this wonderful Flare Plasticine product? Or Flare yeah. Leisure product, plasticine, used by kids. And helps inspire creativity, and it's super enjoyable. It stimulates the brain. Exactly, and other things. Are you saying you could also use this wonderful product to put on your genitals? I'm not saying you can't, but I'm not saying you should. <laughs> You're a shrewd businessman, Logan. I mean, uh, candid individual. All right, let me stack that money over there. Thank you. Yeah, when they explained that his eye can see the truth, I was immediately like, well, I hope we get some kind of truth vision. And we did. It's just <clears throat> like a meter that has truth on one side and lies on the other, and it slides back and forth. I don't remember that at all. That was from the show. That was just, you know. I actually would like to see an actual Mindhorn show. I think I'd, that'd be more fun. I'd watch that. Yeah, me too. Netflix, since they made this movie, they should just do like a Mindhorn TV show, like an actual Mindhorn TV show. And then they can have the Mindhorn movie with Julian playing Mindhorn. Oh my god, that'd be so meta. That would be pretty good. It's also, yeah. uh, it's made me think of Look Well, which was better. I'd like to watch a series of Look Well. Have you ever seen that, uh, the pilot they made? No, I have no idea what you're even talking about. <laughs> Lookwell was the uh, uh, pilot made by Conan O'Brien and Robert Smigel that starred Adam West 
as the title character. Rest in peace, Adam West. What is he dead? Yeah, he died like two days ago. Oh shit! I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Wow, that's sad. Hmm. Well, Adam West uh, was. Man, he shook me up with this news. Adam West plays a. Uh, he is an actor who played uh, TV's Brannigan, an old TV show. He spent so much time playing a detective. Now he like thinks he learned a bunch of valuable skills, and he's still trying to solve crimes in like hacky TV show type ways that don't actually work in the real world. And the police That's are annoyed great. by him. Sounds like a fun TV show. It's pretty great. Oh yeah. I meant to uh start the show with some vocal exercises. I just saw my note. The Benedict Cumberbatch backlash has begun. What does that mean? Just a vocal warm up. Well it's a sentence. It's Benedict Cumberbatch back- backlash. Has begun. Like, why has the Benedict Cumberbatch backlash begun? Like what did you do to Benedict Cumberbatch? Why are you asking me? You made it up. Like no, you, I did you it. Something that pissed off Benedict Cumberbatch, or think it, at least. This is just something I'm hearing from other vocal professionals. That Benedict Cumberbatch has backlash. Say it again. Your voice gets better every time you say it. Benedict Cumberbatch back me. Nah, I got Benedict worse. Cumberbatch chat back me. Probably not. His skin doesn't look like it could ever have acne. Yeah. Let's talk about it's Benedict really, Cumberbatch's skin for a while. It looks so soft, I just want to wear it. Oh. Well, let's stop talking about Benedict Cumberbatch's skin immediately. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so they're trying to find the crazy guy, and they uh, get him in. They tell him not to, when he talks on the phone to him, not to use trigger words like insane, crazy, or nutcase. The guy identifies as the Kestrel. Thank you. And when he's on the phone with him, he's like, how do I know you're really Mindhorn? He's like, how do I know you're really the Kestrel and not some insane mental nutcase? Why would you say that? (laughs) I enjoyed uh, when he was was gonna go try and reconnect with his uh, co-star, Patricia DeVille. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, I think I have time to do that before the police thing. And uh, the officer escorts him to his hotel room and tells him to stay in there for his safety. And he's like, okay. And then he goes in and the cop is like standing guard. He immediately walks out again. <laughs> looking around all sneakily. And then he looks at the guard and he's like, so you're just going to be there the whole time? Good. That's, that's good that you will. All right. And goes back in, sneaks out the window. Well, it wasn't a window, it was like a patio door. Oh, yeah. And he, uh, when he does reconnect with her, she is now, she's living with, um, or he's living with her, the the guy that was stunt Richard Thorncroft's, man. yeah, stunt coordinator. It was stunt man, it wasn't the stunt coordinator, it was the stunt man. Uh, actually, it said on one of the old Chiron things that he was the stunt coordinator, but he was both. He was like stunt double and coordinator, or they just gave him yep. the title of coordinator since he just does all the stunts. Okay. I stand corrected. Yeah. This movie was produced by Steve Coogan and Ridley Scott. Yeah, I saw Ridley Scott thing and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> so what's going on here? What is happening? That guy's old. Yeah, probably. He's been around for a while. He's 79. Damn. 
I gotta check out freaking Alien Covenant. I heard it was not very good, though. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from everybody. Yeah, I still want to watch it. I mean, I still watch Prometheus, even though I was kind of a, a pooper. Yeah. There was, I don't know, little stuff that I liked about Prometheus, but then there's big, dumb stuff I didn't like about Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus is... All right. Prometheus... <laughs> the problem is the writing of Prometheus. There's just a lot of stuff that just doesn't make sense in there. I would agree with that. Like, everything else acting is great. Well, in Fastbender, man, that man could bend the shit out of some fast. I don't mm. know what fast is, but I'm sure he bends the shit out of it. Logan's famous catchphrase. Yeah, Michael Fassbender is amazing in it. He's amazing in everything he's in. Everyone was good, but you can only polish a turd so much. Didn't somebody say that uh, there's two of him in Alien Covenant? I don't know. I feel like Sounds somebody handsome. said that. That should make you want to watch it more. Uh, uh, just, think know, of, just think of how good X-Men would be if he played two Magnetos. Probably better than... I mean, it was. Yeah. I'm actually excited about the, like, I'm more excited about X-Men TV show they're making than any, like, future X-Men movies. What X-Men TV pretty, show are they making? I haven't heard uh, this. They're making, like, a New Mutants TV show or something. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah. So, I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to that. I think Rosario Dawson's going to be in it. So, that's going to be weird. Having her, like, as a big part of the X-Men TV show. And a big part of the Marvel, like, Cinematic Universe TV shows. Is she supposed to be playing the same character? No. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think she's playing a mutant in the, the other TV show. All right. Ty. Oh, that was I'm his name. TV. Ty Lookwell. I remembered. Was Ty Lookwell? Ty Lookwell. Okay. Um, to what else happens, they're supposed to be sending a photographer covertly to take pictures of him at the police station since the police station are trying to keep it under wraps, but they want to, like, pr- promote him and uh, uh, get him acting jobs again. Yeah. And, yeah, the guy, uh, his agent, who is apparently not working anymore, or no, the old PR guy? Anyway, uh, they send the photographer there, and he sees the Kestrel outside and assumes that he's the photographer because he's got, like, a camera. And then they go off, and the Kestrel is, you know, starts telling him that he didn't do it, and he's got to help him clear his name and everything. Cops show up, and they tase him, and Mindhorn passes out. And I, I enjoyed his um his fantasy dream. Oh, yeah, where he has hair and... Yeah, that like after the incident, uh, his hair grew back. He's like, yes, it's uh, follicle neogenesis. And then for some reason, uh, Kenneth Branagh is on the TV, on the talk show that he's on. And he was like, a weird coincidence. Since the incident, all of my hair fell out. And they tell him to shut up (laughs) because Richard Thorncroft is talking. That's not nice. I really, it's pretty interesting how this movie when you meet Clive and you hear like Richard Thorncroft, you kind of think he's like a douche and you don't like him. And when he's trying to get back with his ex-girlfriend, it's kind of like, well, fuck that guy. He, she deserves better. And it's like this Clive guy apparently is not nearly as much of a douche as he is. But then it's like, Oh, later on you're like, Oh yeah, Clive kind of sucks. He sucks under the surface. Whereas under the surface, Richard Thorncroft is good. 
still kind of sucks. On the surface, he's a douchebag. Which, if he had succeeded, he still would be as big a douchebag as he ever was. But his failure made him realize that he should quit being a douchebag and thinking that he's better than everyone. Yeah, I mean, he still seems like kind of a douchebag. Especially after he took a lot of drugs and like went on a douchebag spree of like yeah. vandalism. But yeah, he's been he's been somewhat humbled uh, by being the spokesman for Thromby Socks. Actually, he didn't get the Thromby Socks deal. I mean, he yeah, oh yeah, he didn't like actually. Yeah, they the they shot the commercial with him, and they were like, they decided to go with someone else. Uh, Steve Coogan played Peter Eastman, Windjammer, which that was a spinoff, right? Uh, I don't know. I don't remember. There was talk of a spinoff, but I don't remember if that was an actual spinoff or not. And I was, uh, then when they think Richard Thorncroft is dead, uh, he's talking to the camera and he's like, it's terrible. You know, I just saw him to uh, sign some papers so we could release Mindhorn on DVD, which uh, should be available soon. Uh, Now, if you'll excuse me, would you please turn the cameras off? Because I feel like I might be about to cry. Well, I think he said like it was now released on DVD, so they like they pushed the release date ahead so they could. Yeah, which he was going to not <laughs> sign off on it just to fuck with Richard Thorncroft, but then when after he was dead, he was, he was like, like, "Oh man, that's money." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> he signed the papers, right? Awesome." I mean, that's the best time to release a like a thing, or really something's like someone dies, fucking re-release this shit, make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> So anyways, it turns out that the murderer was the mayor. Yeah. Because the Kestrel had it on tape. Huh. And then they tried to frame him, I guess. I guess. Because they knew that he was maladjusted and that people would just be like, yeah, that guy's crazy, so put him in jail. I'm sure he did it. Good setup job. They really set that guy up pretty well. Yeah. But then Mindhorn gives the tape to... Actually, they didn't give it to him. His yeah. his PR his old PR guy uh, took it from him to blackmail the mayor to get money. Yep, because he's not doing great. When he talked shit about his girlfriend or his old girlfriend, he slapped him. And during that slap, like during what was reeling, he switched out the tape for another tape and gave Mindhorn the wrong tape. So, which I assume, just knowing that guy for as briefly as we did, whatever tape he had on hand was probably going to be porn. But yeah, it, probably. But it turned Plus, out it no. was a tape of them partying from the night before. Oh, really? Yeah. You didn't see that part? Nope. Did you finish watching the movie? Well, I watched the movie. I just don't remember that part. You just weren't paying that close attention because you weren't into it? I guess. I just don't remember them part. Like, Okay. That was when the cops watched the tape. And they were like, I don't know. It's not good. When did they watch the tape? Because I thought they said like... They were like, oh, we'll watch the tape after you come down or something, weren't they? Yeah, but they told him, like, no, watch it here, right? Yeah, but they didn't watch it there, did they? I thought they did. I don't know. They watched it at some point, and it was the wrong tape. Oh, okay. So anyways, they run away and uh, jump off a cliff. Or <laughs> the Kestrel pushes him off a cliff. Yeah, it gets to the nest. And then the Kestrel super glued a bunch of stuff onto my <laughs> Yep. To make him look like he did from the show. Doesn't look anything like he did from the show, but... Yeah. Whatever. I think it's just what he looked like in that guy's memory. Yeah. Gave him an afro, like, 
tan skin and like yeah. then you draw like a six pack over a shirt. Yeah, I think it was like padding the shape like that. Um yeah, we didn't actually see how they got to the nest from jumping off the cliff, but right after he pushed him off, it goes to news coverage of Richard Thorncroft is dead. Yeah. Yeah. That's kinda of funny. But then he wasn't really dead. He wasn't. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff, and he thinks it's his daughter, but it's not. And yeah, that was great. <laughs> <laughs> that running thing where uh, Clive, the old stuntman, was like, oh, she's not my daughter, Patricia DeVille's daughter. He assumes that it's their daughter. And he's like, oh, she's not mine. Oh, she didn't tell you? And it's like laughing. And so yeah. he assumes it's his. Uh... So what's your favorite part of the movie? Well... Let me just finish saying what happens in like two sentences or less. Okay. Um, the guy tells him like, "Oh, there! I made a copy. I learned that from you." And shows him like a book or something that's like, "Always make a copy of your evidence." And then they go and do all this stuff. And then when they finally get the tape, he takes it out of the thing that it's in, and it's plasticine. Yeah. So, so that's what he. Uh, did he was just making copies of things by molding them out of plasticine yep yeah and then people get shot and then uh and jenga yeah that was kind of funny uh, i liked how it was like the really stylized thing that like it would cut to normal <laughs> it's <a> fucking yeah <laughs> just an old dude moving around awkwardly yeah <laughs> He's doing Capriera. And he thought that the gun that the crooked cop had and was shooting at him was blanks. blanks? Yeah, but then they were like, oh, no, that was her gun. That was live ammunition. And he just falls over. Yeah, the movie kind of stops there. I think he's still conscious, though. I don't know. He just falls down. Um, I assumed he got shot like a bunch of times. I assume he was just like, he just fainted. He was like, oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I think that's kind of what we were supposed to assume, but I feel like he probably got shot a bunch of times. But we find out that he's okay in the credits, which uh, was a a quick way of wrapping up everybody's stories, is just in the credits they showed like a little uh, drawing of each of them and like where they are now. Yeah, except for like I don't know, they didn't do anything for, like, the cop that's mother died and the daughter. I yeah, mean, at a certain a point, they're like, oh, they're still here, too. They still exist. We don't really care about them that much. And then anybody after that that they didn't actually do a drawing for, I guess we're supposed to assume that those people do not exist anymore, right? I just figured they all died. Yeah. All right, now ask me what favorite scene my was. Hey, what favorite scene are you? I am favorite scene. Uh, I don't know. There's a few scenes I enjoyed. Probably my favorite part, though, was the Kestrel gets shot and dies. And, you don't. he doesn't realize he got shot. But when they're running on the beach, he, like, starts falling down. And they realize yeah. he's been shot. And he's dying. And uh, he's like, I was honored being able to work with you, Mindhorn. And he's like, you were, you were the best sidekick I could ever ask for. You know, they let the poor guy die happy. But then he's like, one question. Who is Richard Thorncroft? 
Like he's confused who's that actor guy that he keeps hearing about that looks like him. And he's like, it's just someone I used to know. Anyway, so the guy dies happy and then he's dead and he goes, I'm Richard Thorncroft, you poor delusional fool. And the guy like stirs a little bit and looks like upset <laughs> and then and then dies. <laughs> that was probably my favorite part. <laughs> it's like you poor delusional fool. I'm Richard Thorncroft. <laughs> he's like oh. <laughs> Uh, what was your favorite part, Logan? Jenga. <laughs> I'm the bringa of the Jenga. The fucking Jenga was great. It was so absurd. And like the cuts between that and like just him like moving around weirdly. <laughs> yeah, the like slow motion, <laughs> whatever noise they were making of him. Yeah, yeah and then. <laughs> yeah. What's, what's really going on? All right. Well, I think we talked about Minecraft. No, that's uh, Sherlock Holmes's brother. Yeah. Minecraft. Mindborn! Yeah! What is your favorite? What have you been watching lately, Logan? Uh, I haven't been watching much, but I did watch Tag by... I forgot how to say his name. Same guy who directed a Suicide Club and... What was the other one? How, like... How about you go play in hell and Tokyo Tribe? Oh. I think like Sion Shono or something or Sion Sono or. That sounds right. It's a weird movie. It's a really weird film, Um, but it's really pretty and I enjoyed it, but I really don't think most people would like it in all honesty. The opening though is fucking insane because it involves like a school bus getting cut in half and bunch of Japanese schoolgirls getting chopped in half. And it's super Wait, gory. Did they get cut in half lengthwise? Uh, yeah. Like, halfway up? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I pictured it happening a different way when you said a school bus got yeah. cut in half. Yeah, it's like the top half of the school bus got chopped off. Alright. Sounds gruesome. It is. But it's a good movie. I mean... It's a good director. I mean, though, I, I don't know. I don't think a lot of people would like it. I was kind of torn on it, too, honestly. But, you know, it's fun. It's good times. Do you like it more or less than Tokyo Tribe? I like it more than Tokyo Tribe. Tokyo Tribe, eh. Did I say I like Tokyo Tribe? Because I think I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it was that great. I don't know. I was just asking in comparison to Tokyo Tribe, was it better or worse in your opinion? Better in my opinion. That's cool. And then, uh, what else have I been watching? I'm thinking, thinking if I've been watching anything else. I think maybe an anime, but I don't even know what anime I would have been watching, so. Yeah, I don't Who knows, know man? Not me, man. So what have you been watching, Matt? I don't know. There's a Norm MacDonald special on Netflix. That was good. I like Norm Macdonald a lot ever since I was a kid. I watched uh, Girl Boss. It's okay. Girl Boss? It's a show on Netflix. What is that? It's a show on Netflix. I mean, but what is the show about? Uh, It's uh, based on some lady that wrote a book or something that she started out 
buying vintage clothes and selling it on eBay, and then she made that into a business, and now she's like well known or something. This is about oh. her uh, when she was younger. It's loosely based on that. It's not really her story. It's just sort of based on that. And uh, it's all right. There are actually some things that I really like about it and some things that are very annoying about it. But Hmm. uh, Norm MacDonald's in it in a few episodes. And I don't know if you knew this about me, but I like that guy. I mean, you just said that's about all I know about you liking that guy is when you just said it. Oh, I remember that now. I like that memory because it involved Norm MacDonald. See, what else have I watched? I don't know. Doctor Strange is on Netflix. Did you watch that? Not yet. I probably will soon. You should watch that. I saw it on the theater screen. I haven't. I haven't watched. I need to watch. Wonder Woman? I need to watch Guardians of the Galaxy. They still haven't done that yet. And I'm really excited about that movie, or at least it was. But you've seen Wonder Woman? Hold on, let me rephrase that question. Have you seen Wonder Woman, and why do you hate women if you haven't? I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Why would I see Wonder Woman? I don't know. DC movies aren't very good. I heard really good things about Wonder Woman. and I have too. I heard it's really fun like starting off, and like there's lots of colors when they're on the, the island. Like It resembles like kind of the Marvel theme, where Marvel's very colorful. And DC's like goes super grayish, like generic, trying to be serious movie. But apparently, when it starts on Themyscira, it's all colorful. And then, like when she goes to London or whatever or Europe, then like everything becomes gray and washed out and everything. That's when the movie starts doing that, the standard DC stuff. And so, apparently, when she gets there, she's like, "This place is hideous." <laughs> That's pretty funny. Which I think I would really enjoy that part. I think I would laugh out loud when like the color scheme changes. Like, this is fucking awful. Even though you already know it's coming? Yeah. Uh, I need to watch it. And I know I would probably like agree with that sentiment. Like, when it starts going all washed out, like, trying to be super serious. Yeah. Like, wow, this looks bad. Yeah. That's how I feel when I watch that movie's... I assume she doesn't get tied up a lot. I don't know. I haven't watched the movie. Alright. I'm just going to assume she doesn't. So I'll just read these old Wonder Woman comics instead. Yeah, what the old Wonder Woman comics just like that guy's excuse to have like for bondage form? Uh, yeah. That's like her weakness is being tied up by a man. And that's like in Themyscira, like they used to just all like tie each other up for fun. Just constantly people getting tied up in, in the, the old Wonder Woman's. Uh, That's weird. Yeah. Weird stuff. Uh, I don't know. I know there's other stuff I watched. I know there's something that I meant to bring up last time. I didn't bring it up. Oh, well. I don't know what else I watched. Uh, what movie are you going to pick lately, Logan? Oh, are we that that part now? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. You want to talk about anything else? I don't know. I don't really have anything else to talk about. Oh, the Tales of the Crypt thing got canceled, which I'm really disappointed about. The Tales of the Crypt remake with M. Night Shyamalan. Oh. Hey, did I talk about Split? No, I don't think you did. Yeah, I watched, not- I watched Split a little while ago. And then... uh. Yeah. 
I think you did talk say watch Split and I was, when I like a week or two ago, and I was like, "Oh, is, he basically plays the guy Legion from X Men." And you're like, "No, he's not like that." I was like, "All right, I read yeah, the synopsis. I, I think right. he plays Legion." Yeah, and then you I find wish out the Legion TV show that like they explored more with him, like his different personalities and different powers while he has the different personalities. Yeah, that would be cool. I hope that comes into play more. Yeah, because it pretty much just seems like he's super psychic and it was just Shadow King he was dealing with. Whereas the comics, I'm pretty sure, like he has different personalities and he adapts different powers depending on the personality he has from. Right. That's you... the way it works with him, right? I think so. He'll like have one split personality and then he'll gain like manifest a different mutant power and ability. Yeah, I just I'm wondering what that thing was at the end. Oh yeah, <laughs> forgot about that. Yeah, that was really bizarre. Yeah, that was weird. Oh hey, you want to know some Guardians of the Galaxy two spoilers? Uh no, not really, but I probably already know them. Oh okay, yeah. Since you seems like you knew a lot about what happens in Wonder Woman without seeing it. Well, I watched a review, so. Oh, you watched a review. Yep, I watched a review. Uh, that's fair. Because uh, I'm still seeing it. And like I said, I was kind of torn because the way DC movies are, in which the way DC movies are, I mean, bad. I mean, how they're bad, yeah. not fun, and yeah. look dumb. Some people uh, really like them. And I don't want to say those people are bad people, but I, they're not. They're just. I'm, I'm, I'm just confused by that. We should find someone who really liked them to come on the show and uh, explain it to us why they liked it. Yeah, then we can berate them. Yeah, then we could really destroy them. Well, I should cut this part out so they don't know about that. what our plans are. Hey, Logan, pick that movie or whatever. Next week's movie is The Girl with All the Gifts. It's kind of a zombie movie, but with school kids and a post-apocalyptic future. And it's got Gemma Arton and Glenn Close and some other people. I assumed it was a zombie movie based on you picking it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I think Mike Carey wrote the book. Because I think I was, I was going to read the book not too long ago. And then I saw that it was being made into a movie. I like Mike Carey. I think it was Mike Carey. All right, I'll Google it. By the way, how do I watch this? Amazon Prime. All right. You have Amazon Prime? Close enough. Okay. Let's see, written written by M.R. Carey? I guess maybe he had to use a different name for reasons? For, like, guild maybe reasons? Maybe I think there might be a month, another Mark yeah. Carey or something. Oh, that's weird. His name is Michael James Carey, but M.R. Carey for the pseudonym. All right. I don't know. Maybe it's the same Mike Carey. Maybe it's a different Mike Carey. We'll figure it out. We'll find out. I don't know. When, when I when I clicked M.R. Carey, it linked to the Mike Carey that I was thinking about on Wikipedia. Sorry to buzz market Wikipedia. So which Mike Carey is it? Is it the one that I think it is, or is it a different one? It appears that it's the one that you're thinking of. He's, his credit's just different. Oh. You sure? That's what Wikipedia said, anyway. Okay, yeah, this is the same Mike Carey, the guy who wrote the Hellblazer comics. 
Yeah. And stuff. Like, Unwritten huh? was one. You wrote Unwritten? Remember? You wrote Unwritten? I yeah. didn't realize that. I thought that was someone else. No, it was him. Oh, cool. Good comics. Yep. Alright, so next week's movie is The Girl with All the Gifts. Gifts, not gifts. Alright. We had some fun together. Hey, thanks for listening to Did you guys remember to talk about the movie? Yes. So shut up and listen to the show. Jerk. Yeah, get off our backs. Yeah. Jerks. And I don't, if I remember, maybe I'll play uh, Handcuff the Wind, that song that they played over the credits underneath the right. outro. Uh, and good night. Good night, everybody. It's like Let me know when you're not recording anymore. <laughs> All right. I will.